Hey, what's up? It's Jared with State of Tech. Today we're going to talk about the iPad Pro 11 inch one year later. So, Apple came out with the iPad Pro last year uh, around this time, and I jumped on it because I wanted the next generation of iPad. I loved the style and the design of it, and I just wanted a faster overall iPad, and the numbers kind of spoke for themselves at the time. I also had a uh, not the previous version, but the one before that, and so it was a good time for me to jump to the next iPad Pro. I really liked what Apple was doing with the iPad Pro, giving it a lot more performance, and we were inching closer and closer to it being something that could maybe replace my laptop from time to time. I didn't feel like it was there yet where I could just go in all iPad, but it was definitely getting to the point where I could take my iPad and I could go to meetings, I could go uh, meet with clients and do different things, take notes, do all the things that I wanted to do without necessarily having to take my laptop unless I needed to do some more heavier lifting. But with iPad OS 13, it has even blurred the lines more with the ability to utilize the device a little bit more like a laptop, uh, being able to plug in uh, storage devices to it now, which means I can actually pull files really easily off of uh, hard drives and different stuff like that for different production needs. Um, it definitely added in some additional features there for me. It's also now more of an extension of the desktop, taking advantage of Sidecar with Mac OS Catalina and the iPad OS 13. I can use my iPad as a second screen, which means I don't necessarily have to have another monitor on my desk anymore. I can have my laptop opened and I can have my iPad and I can utilize that dual screen functionality to be even more productive. The iPad Pro is also kind of the most mobile device that's out there. So as far as a uh, productivity device that kind of checks all the boxes for the average user, something that's easy to connect because it has a cellular option, which means I can connect it to a data plan and not have to worry about using Wi-Fi or anything like that. I, I mean, it's an all-around great device for people who want to work mobile and not be tied down to a desk, a traditional desktop computer, or the constraints of laptops, which usually have lower battery life and uh, a lot more distractions going on there. So how do I use my iPad? Well, first of all, I'm using it right now for my notes. And so I'm taking advantage of the iPad screen right in front of me so I can look down and gather my notes. That's why I'm showing you a lot of alternate angles of the iPad and different ways that I'm using it as opposed to just holding it up in front of you. I'm actually using it right now. Uh, but I use it for more distraction free writing as well. If I want to sit down and write, a lot of times my laptop, uh, whether I'm using it in laptop form or it's docked at my desk, I have a lot of distractions there. Not only the distractions of my desk uh, and the, the laptop itself, but the different apps and, and email and notifications and different things that I have configured on my, uh, on my desktop. The iPad is a little bit more limiting in the fact that you know, I'm not editing videos on it, but I am leaning on the iPad for more and more things like editing photos. If I do a big photo shoot where I have hundreds of photos, a lot of times I will just import those directly into my computer. It's easier to process that way and it's easier to process uh, big batches of images on my computer. That's kind of just still where we're at. But when it comes to smaller batch images, for example, a lot of photos that I take for these videos that you're watching here on my channel, 
I will take those using a DSLR or mirrorless camera. I will import those straight into my iPad by connecting a small cable so that I can get the raw files off of the camera. And then I will import them into Lightroom and edit them right there. And then of course, use, utilizing uh, my Creative Cloud plan, um, it's syncing those images across to Lightroom that I can open up on my MacBook Pro. And so the overall experience there of editing photos as a photographer is just really great. I actually love editing photos on the iPad uh, because it's easy and I can use the Apple Pencil to really fine-tune some of those adjustments. I'm also recording and editing podcasts on this as well. I have a podcast called The Jared Hill Show, which I talk about different things like productivity and life and whatnot. I'll make sure to link to it in the description in case you're interested. But I record and edit that entire podcast on my iPad Pro. And I've been forcing myself to use the iPad because it's simple and it's mobile and it's just very easy to edit on that platform. Utilizing the Apple Pencil to do cuts in my audio and edit and kind of move things together, it's just a really fast process and it means that I can sit on the couch and edit audio there as opposed to sitting at my desk and editing on my laptop or having to lug my laptop around with me. Editing podcasts on the iPad is just really simple. I also use my iPad for social media engagement. I try not to engage too much on social media on my phone because my phone is always on me and if my phone is always on me and I'm always looking at it. I'm always thinking about social media and just engaging with everything that's going on there. So I'll use my iPad for social media engagement a bit more just so that I can keep my mind uh, free of those things when I'm out and about. I'm not always just grabbing my phone and going to social media, but when I want to take the time to engage, I'll go and grab my iPad and I'll sit down and I'll get in that zone and that way I can spend a set amount of time on social media engagement and not accidentally let my day melt away due to social media. I also use the iPad for note-taking, both the written note and typing. So I'll use the Apple Pencil to take notes sometimes if I feel like writing. And uh, if I feel like tapping in some notes on the keyboard, I will utilize the iPad Pro's keyboard. I have the keyboard case. I absolutely love it. The keyboard feels really good, and it's just a real joy to type on. Now, what's the iPad Pro good for? Well, it's really good for productivity. Now, I utilize a lot of different apps for productivity, and also, like I talked about with photo editing, and podcasting, there are some real great apps that just come alive on the iPad. Some of them are available on an iPhone, but because of the smaller screen, you get a bit more of an experience on the iPad, and I just like it. Uh, productivity is much better on an iPad um, because you also have the split screen, even though the split screen is kind of a pain to kind of get apps and drag them around. That experience isn't completely great yet. It's still much better than not having it all and having to go and switch between apps with not being able to uh, have a couple of them up on the same screen. So productivity definitely is better. Media consumption is also really good. A lot of times I would like to be watching a YouTube video and also have some other sort of app opened and being able to do that media consumption is a better experience for me because I'm not just stuck watching something and not able to use the rest of my screen for something else. On a phone, typically that is the case. You're watching something 
that takes up the entire screen and that's all you can really do. So with media consumption, not only can you do that if you want to multitask, but you just have a bigger overall display. So watching movies and stuff like that are much better on the iPad. My wife and I will watch a show from time to time on the iPad. If I want to kind of feel a little bit more uh, involved in the YouTube videos that I'm watching, I may use the bigger display just so that I can see more of what's going on than I would on my small mobile device. The iPad Pro is also really good for creativity. I talked about editing photos and podcasting, but also with the Apple Pencil, drawing and just being creative in those different ways is a lot better on the iPad. A lot of apps that allow for putting images together for social media and editing stuff like that is just better on the iPad because it has a bigger display. Yes, you could definitely use other iPads for that, but having that extra horsepower of the iPad Pro and the better quality display means that you're going to be able to achieve more and get it done faster by having that extra performance. Mobility is also something that it is good for. As I mentioned before, it's an extremely mobile device. It's very easy to use. It's lightweight and it's easy to pack away. I typically take my iPad with me anytime I potentially have a situation where I might want to take some notes or share something with someone else. Rather than holding my phone up and not being able to kind of get close enough with a person because when you're holding your phone up you kind of and you're sharing an experience, you have to kind of get really close together the iPad allows a little bit better of a shared experience. Um, and so just that whole mobility there uh, with the fact that you can put a uh, cellular plan on it. You have the multitasking. So you typically would go and take a laptop with you because of the multitasking. But now that you can do that on an iPad, it's definitely a better experience as well. And uh, with iPad OS 13, the iPad just continues to get better. Now the iPad Pro isn't good for a few things such as heavier projects. Some people do edit video on the iPad Pro. I am not one of those people. There are some really neat apps like LumaFusion that you can edit video on, but the process is going to be much more involved and it's going to take a lot more time to edit a video on an iPad than it is a Mac. Now, I think that we are closer to getting Final Cut Pro on the iPad because we can definitely utilize the iPad screen when we're editing in Final Cut Pro on a Mac and even use the Apple Pencil for a few different things within Final Cut Pro but you still need, in order to edit in Final Cut Pro, uh, an iPad to be connected to a Mac. So hopefully in the near future, we'll get a little bit more as far as video editing. Uh, obviously, Apple has really been investing a lot in the performance of their processors and the graphics on these devices. And so as those get better and the software gets better, those worlds will, will merge and we'll have a lot more functionality on an iPad. But right now, the heavier projects are gonna require a full-on laptop or desktop. Cloud storage is also not that great of an experience on an iPad. I think what Apple has tried to do is get us into this place where we need to pay a little bit more for cloud storage, which of course all of the other manufacturers are doing as well. Google sells more cloud storage. Microsoft sells more cloud storage. But it's much easier to avoid having to go with a higher tiered cloud storage plan on some of those other uh, platforms because you can have those cloud storage platforms and decide more of what is going there. Whereas on an Apple device, you have to send all of your photos and it's going to count towards your cloud storage. You have to send all of the data from a specific category in order for it to go. It's not
not as selective as a lot of other manufacturers are. So with that said, the, the cloud functionality just is not that great. It is better than having none at all. And definitely if you live and eat and breathe the Apple ecosystem, the iCloud functionality definitely helps in a lot of ways, but it is not by far anywhere near the perfect solution. And I definitely could see a lot coming that could fix that uh, through other solutions such as Google and what Microsoft has been doing lately. Now there are multitask functions. I've talked a little bit about being able to do split screen and stuff like that. And the gestures definitely make it easy to get between apps, but multitasking just is not as good on an iPad as it is on a laptop or a, uh, a computer standard desktop. Being able to have multiple desktops is something that you can't have on an iPad, being able to swipe between them. We can kind of get that with gestures, but it's still not that great of an experience experience. Having side-by-side -side apps, it's hit or miss getting the app up there half the time. I end up accidentally dragging an icon out of the dock. So it's just not a great experience yet in multitasking. It is better than it has ever been, but it is not by far anywhere near perfect. One of my biggest gripes about the iPad, which is not just specific to the iPad Pro, it's all iPads, is that they are single user devices, meaning that there's no account switching. For me, who has uh, multiple kids and a wife, we're all going to have to have our own iPad iPads, which I know Apple would, would, would rather have it that way, but I would rather be able to switch between profiles. We saw profiles come to the Apple TV where we can user switch, but that's pretty much the only Apple device that allows for that right now. You can't user switch on an iPhone. You can't user switch on an iPad. And I hope that they add that in in a future update because most of us are not going to go out and buy our six-year-old an iPad or an iPhone. We would just rather switch our user uh, on the device so that we can can have the apps and the user interface that we want for our kids. And then when they get a little bit older, we'll go and buy them our own device. But right now, single user devices, which means having to buy a lot of devices if you want everybody to have access to one. So why would you buy the current iPad Pro in 2019? Well, I think it's a better utilization of mobile apps for sure. That is the number one case for me. There are a lot of apps that I utilize all the time on my smartphone and being able to utilize them to a further extent on the iPad because of the bigger display and usually the different functionality that comes with that bigger display from within the app is a great experience. And so when I don't necessarily want to go to the desktop or maybe I have enough stuff opened on the desktop uh, on my laptop I would rather just have the iPad because it's easier to kind of get between some of those things and have that better view that's also unobstructed. And so the iPad produces a better overall experience than mobile and a more kind of honed in experience than what you would get on a desktop. Another reason would be to be more mobile. A lot of times we take our smartphones with us and maybe even our laptop, but our laptop is not the most mobile device. Even though they're small, even though they're great devices, they still have subpar battery life when we're using them for longer periods of time. They also require a lot more for you to utilize. They're heavier, they're bigger. Uh, the charging brick is pretty good size usually for most of them. And so with an iPad, it's just much more mobile. I know that I can get all day battery, multiple day battery life out of my iPad considering the way that I use it. And so with that, it's just more of a mobile device than utilizing a laptop or trying to live within a smartphone only. Another reason would be to be more digital going 
into 2020. Now, for me, I've tried to limit the amount of paper that I use in my life, which means taking notes on the iPad, which means scanning documents and stuff in using my iPhone and uh, being able to utilize those, annotate them with an Apple Pencil on my iPad. There's a lot of ways that I have integrated my devices to be more digital uh, in my life. And going into 2020, I plan to be even more digital by utilizing the iPad even more because iPad OS 13 has brought even more functionality there so that I don't have to lean on other things like a notebook or I don't have to lean on paper so much. I can be more digital. I could live more in a digital world than I ever did before, not having to even utilize uh, removable memory as much because I can connect wirelessly or one cable connect to different devices and have access to more. Uh, Cloud computing is getting better and cloud storage is getting cheaper. And so those things are even more accessible to me. So where I don't have to be locked down to a physical location so much even anymore, because we have these devices that are very usable in connecting to the different uh, technologies. Not only that, but also the information that we have stored in the cloud and in the different uh, tools and services that we utilize in our lives. And lastly, is just to be more creative. An iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil just invokes creativity. It makes you want to be more creative. Yes, we can use the pencil for taking down notes, but one of the challenges that I have for myself going into 2020 is to actually work on drawing, on becoming somebody who can actually draw something. I've always uh, used various forms of self-deprecating humor to discuss the fact that I just can't draw and I don't have that portion of my brain. However, I've never taken taking the time to exercise it. And so going into this next year, I plan to challenge myself to utilize some of the great creativity apps that are available for the iPad Pro to start to draw and not that I want to become some artist or whatever, but just so that I can better annotate, better draw, improve my handwriting and all of those things utilizing this technology that I have in my hands. So with that said, what do you think is useful about the iPad in general? I talked in this video about the iPad Pro and whether or not it is still a good buy because Apple not has yet updated to another version of the iPad Pro. This one being a year old now, how has it stood up and is it usable? Is it something that you can actually utilize in your life? I think that it is. If I didn't have an iPad right now, I would highly consider the iPad Pro because it is a great device. I see that they probably will update the iPad Pro maybe in the springtime. And so with only a few months between now and then, you might consider waiting. But we seem to be in a technology learning slump right now where there's not big advancements coming to technology. And so with that said, sometimes you could just buy a device at any time of the year and it doesn't necessarily matter because the next version of the device isn't going to be leaps and bounds over what the current version is. So if you feel that I introduced enough ideas for value for you right now, then it may make sense for you to purchase an iPad Pro now as opposed to waiting. Or maybe if not, you might wait until the next version comes out or go with one of the cheaper iPads that are currently available. I'll definitely be talking more about that in future videos. So if you like this video, subscribe and give it a thumbs up here on our channel. I'll have more videos iPad related coming out soon on topics of productivity and how I utilize my device. And I'm also now converting these videos into a podcast. Some people have said, hey, your videos feel like a podcast at times. Well, if you'd rather listen to the show rather than watch it, definitely subscribe to the podcast. I've got a link 
link in the description below for you there. So that's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for checking out the video, and I hope to see you back in the next one. Take care.